0: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to your Sunday messages. I am Reverend Sydney Finn, and I'm so excited to have you here. I'm glad you stopped by. And quite honestly, this might be one of my favorite topics or episodes, and I will explain why. But as we're going through this, what I want to remind you, and I'll explain why I call it. God, rather than something else. But I'm going to be talking about all variations. So it doesn't matter if you call it God, it doesn't matter if you call it divine source, it doesn't matter if you call it creator, the universe, or anything in between. It is just kind of a catch-all name for it. I like to go with God. But I'm going to be talking about the same thing. So just apply it to whatever your context is, whatever relationship you have with a higher power. It absolutely does not matter. We're talking about the same thing. So splitting hairs between what we call it is really kind of a waste of time. But I will mention why I decide to call it God. And I I went through a phase where, you know, I called it the universe. And I went through a phase where I was like playing with other names. But ultimately, I kind of came back to the same relationship element is kind of what drove me to use the word God instead. Because the universe kind of makes it seem impersonal. Like when I'm, I feel like using the word Universe makes it feel like it's so distant that I can't actually communicate with it. That's not accurate. That's just kind of a barrier that I have mentally. The universe is more like something that I could turn over a concern to, but not something I could have a conversation with. And so I really like to use God just because, one, it's short and sweet. Everyone kind of gets the gist, they know what I'm talking about. And I like the idea of God being a little bit more personal for me, and I I really like that. I like this idea of having a direct source that I can communicate with and I do communicate with on a regular basis, which is why you're probably listening to this. Now, a few fun facts about me are, one, I was actually baptized as a Mormon so my mom's side of the family is Mormon, and my father's side of the family is Catholic. So I grew up in a household with a whole bunch of different faiths is kind of what it felt like. Practicing Mormons, non-practicing Mormons, practicing Catholics, non-practicing Catholics. Then I think that kind of pushed me into more of the spiritual side of things, because nothing, nothing ever quite resonated with other religions to me. But I ended up, around 8 or 9 years old, becoming absolutely fascinated with religion, spirituality, and astrology and tarot. So all of those things were kind of a package deal for me at a young age. And that's kind of what what started everything. Shortly after that, I think I took a hard left and I was a hardcore atheist. For a long time, for, for like many, many years, I was like, I need the receipts. I don't believe in anything if it if, if I can't see it, hear it, smell it, or touch it. So I, I this whole God thing, like you think someone's up in the clouds hanging out, pulling the strings, like come on, get real. So I was in that boat for a while, which is funny how all of this happens. I don't know exactly what it was. I think there was always part of me that still kind of n- had this deep, deep, deep knowing that there was something else going on and that there was more to this than just the earth plane, which is part of the issue. Too, too much going on for me to not believe in anything more. I'll get into, like, my healer path at a, at a different juncture or a different episode, I'll kind of unpack that more and tell you guys all about it. But that would be that would be way too long to do one episode. So now I'm going to share with you basically my God moment, like the thing that completely rocked my world and gave me undeniable proof of God. Absolutely undeniable. So uh, again, more fun facts about me. I I'm certain that there's very few of you who know this, but originally I went to school to finish my bachelor's degree up in Portland, Oregon, not Maine. And after I got out of school, I immediately moved down to the Bay Area because I wanted to be near San Francisco. And my goal was actually to go get my MBA. So I was going to go to business school. I was going to take a path, you know, just be a total pantsuit wearing cutthroat bitch that just wanted to climb a corporate ladder and destroy everyone in my path. That was I'm I'm dead serious. That was my mo. So I, I have this path. I'm studying for the GRE. I'm getting my applications together. I'm doing all of these things to set me up so that I can go to school in the Bay and get that ball rolling. And at this time, I had moved in with my college best friend. This is somebody that I lived in the same apartment building with up in Portland. We were spending I mean every day together. And he and I just got along really well, so we moved in together down in the bay because we both wanted to live there. Now, there were a few things that happened like within a few weeks of moving down there that were showing up as red flags with my my college best friend. And so I kept trying to figure out how exactly I was going to manage the relationship because it was starting to really show some negative signs. And there were also some things that happened that were very out of character for me to do that was putting additional pressure on the relationship as well. So then this mushroomed, out of control, the relationship completely imploded and it forced me to move out. All of my stuff was there, but I could not stay in the apartment because the relationship was blowing up. It was highly threatening. He started becoming abusive. I'm like, I, I don't know who you think you're dealing with, but I'm not just going to sit and tolerate this. So peace out. So I'm, I'm finding my way. Staying in other places. I'm basically couch surfing in the bay so i I lose my best friend in home, okay. Those are two things that are down and because I spent almost my entire savings on moving down to the bay from Portland, I didn't really have a whole lot of options financially to move somewhere else so this is this is kind of a tight position for me to be in. I'm working remotely. I only have a few clients. I can barely keep up with the work that I have because I'm under so much stress and it's so disorganized that I don't have a home anymore. I remember it was October 27th, and I was driving to go look at this car because I wanted to sell the car that I had and buy a new one. I don't know why this was a focus of mine at this time in my life, but it was. On my way to go check out this car... I, it was, it was a Mustang, by the way, never do this, never buy a used Mustang, please, for the love of God. So I am on my way to go check this um, car out, this Mustang out, and I get a speeding ticket on my way there. It should have been, it should have been a clear, like, stop what you're doing right now, but I, I just went about my day. I check out the car, Whatever, I'm, I'm contemplating it. I'm not 100% sold on it yet. I drive back to the place where I'm staying temporarily. And on my way back, I'm driving past a construction zone. And there's only two lanes of traffic. So think one east, one westbound. And I see there is a construction zone on my right-hand side. And there's a piece of heavy machinery. I had no idea what it was on my left-hand side. And then as it's too late, as I'm driving down this street, and there's no spotter, mind you, that piece of heavy machinery is actually a forklift with its forks up. So as I'm driving past, the forklift swings around in the middle of the road and slices through the roof of my car. And I was in a little Civic, so... It tore through the chassis, completely totaled my car, smashed out all of the windows, borderline final destination level of danger because if it weren't for the fact that I was at that height or I don't know why it did not hit me in the head and either slice through my skull completely or decapitate me or any variation of. Uh, The fact that I did not have a scratch on me was um, quite shocking. So now that that car is done, totally done. I go back to the place where I'm staying. Then I am like, well, I I need a vehicle. And I went and looked at that car. So I'm going to go get that Mustang because I, I was emotional in the heat of the moment. I was getting pressure from this guy that I was dating at that time to go get that car. And so I did. I was not thinking. I just went out and did it. So I, I'm already running low on money and I made this big purchase. I had also, at this time, I forgot to mention this, made a massive financial commitment to something I could not afford at the time and I was not prepared to undertake, but I did it anyway. And that was also bleeding me dry of money. Then I wake up the next morning and I'm now losing sensation in both of my legs from the car accident. So I'm having issues walking. I am worried that I'm gonna lose sensation altogether because they're starting to go numb. I managed to get a hold of this woman that I had met earlier to networking event that she had hosted who was a chiropractor in the Bay. And I swear to you, she was like a fairy godmother. Absolutely wonderful. Helped me with everything. She encouraged me to fire my lawyer at the time. And she just completely took care of me. It was amazing. She is actually the one who helped me out with everything and not to mention was able to bring sensation back into my legs again because I was having a lot of issues with that. I was immobile a part of the time because I, I couldn't do very much rotation. I couldn't do very much movement. I was very limited in what I was able to do. So even though I, I had that support, it was still quite a lot of stress. So just to recap, I have lost my home, I lost my best friend, I lost all of my money, I lost my car, I lost my ability to really have, have movement, to exercise, to actually do what I need to do and move around. I was losing multiple clients for the work that I was doing, so now my income is dwindling. And then to top it all off, I was on my way to a chiropractor appointment with my delightful chiropractor, and my car blew up. Literally, smoke started coming out of the front end. It it was completely destroyed, totaled. Like, it could not drive it anymore, and I had only driven it like 200 miles. So I'm on the side of the road with this broken-down Mustang, not even two pennies to rub together, And I start getting text messages from my former roommate slash best friend who I now discover that he has hacked into my cell phone and is sending me text messages that are quoting things that I've sent to other people and he's making threats. He is... Basically saying he's going to come after me. And I I mean, having someone violate your privacy and hack into your phone is by far one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had. But regardless, it was just adding fuel to this fire and this nightmare of a situation that I'm in. So all of this is happening at the same time. I've now lost two vehicles, and I don't have money for another one. I cashed out my entire savings to make all of these big moves and take these big risks. And so I'm I'm just at a loss. Like, what do I do? Everything has been taken away from me within a matter of a month. All of this happened within just several weeks. I mean, I don't know... Uh, honestly, I, I can't even tell you like what I was thinking or how I was feeling at the time. Because every it was one catastrophe after the other. Then I started getting calls from debt collectors. Who apparently there was a, a payment for school that wasn't made because I, I didn't take out student loans. So they're breathing down my neck for thousands of dollars. And it's a shit show through and through. So I've, I have no idea what I'm gonna do. I also, because the, the person that I was living with at the time, she wanted me to move out. When she wanted me to move out, even though the, the reason was quite peculiar, I didn't, you know, I, I was like, I'll just figure it out. I'll find another place to live. And I had to find a place for free. So at this point, I had... Lost almost every single client that I had. So I, I was down to like $400 a month income wise. And my mentor at the time who was focusing less on the mentoring side of things and was more on the side of, well, we just need to give you some support. Like I, I just need to give you some energy checks. I'm going to help you process this and, and get through it and we're just we're just going to do that so as i'm losing clients i'm telling her that i'm really stressed out about this and then she says well why don't you just do what i do and i'm like okay you know that's that's actually a really good idea something i hadn't even considered honest to god and she said okay just think about it you know you don't need to decide right this moment but just sleep on it and email me tomorrow let me know how you feel about it that evening, I receive a text message from my one of my last clients, so I'm down to like two people that I'm working for, and one of them finally says, you know what, I, I actually just talking to you alone has brought me so much relief and clarity, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't need to work with you in this capacity anymore. And that to me was like, okay, then I am going to move forward with this, and I'm going to, you know, work with my mentor more, and she's going to just give me the the final bits and pieces I need to fully do this work, and then send me on my way and kind of push me out of the nest. At the same time, I had found another free place to live, but in exchange for living there for free, I or rent free at least, and it was only for one month, I had one month to figure out what I was going to do, and I had no money. (laughs) And she had me exchange readings. So instead of, um, you know, instead of doing anything domestic, any domestic work, I was instead doing like, cold reads for her clients just as as a gift. And I was also doing readings for her. And she also used me as a guinea pig for certain uh, hypnotherapy stuff that um, she had never tried before. And just to be clear, you should not be doing hypnotherapy as a guinea pig unless you, you are very confident that you can find your way back, if that makes sense. So... I am like, well, I have no idea what I'm gonna do. There's all these people who want money from me. I'm losing money left and right. I have no home. I have no money to move in anywhere. And I'm I, I have no vehicle. So at this point in time, I'm practicing my work, but I'm also meditating for between six and eight hours a day. Okay. Meditating. Meditating six to eight hours a day. With this, I get an email that the construction company is actually giving me $12,000. So all of the financial problems that I was dealing with were resolved in the blink of an eye. All of the money that I lost was restored My cousin at this time was going to uh, Shanghai for work, and he was going to be gone for six months. So he let me borrow his car. So now I have a free vehicle that I'm able to use, and I have all of the money that I need to move out to pay off my school bill, And to start making payments on everything else. Then I go on Craigslist and I find a place to live. And I'm able to move out by January 31st. Everything worked itself out. And then after that, I got a job and so on and so forth. So that entire process is ultimately what put me in a position where God made it very clear that I was not supposed to be going to business school. That was not the right option for me. That's not what God wanted me to do. It was, no, 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 no. We need to blow this up. I promise I'm going to give you everything back. But you need a drastic change in the direction that you're going, and this is how you're going to do it, and this is what you need to do. So... All I I can do is follow. What am I going to do? Resist? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I can't, I I wasn't going to be able to patch anything back together. And even though it did take me a while to figure out the details and understand where I needed to be, it was just a constant following of what I needed to do. So while I was in the Bay, I I think I made that work for about another year. I had a soulmate make a reappearance again. God, what a pain in the ass, let me tell you. So I had a soulmate make a reappearance, and he was nudging me to move back down to L.A. from the Bay. And keep in mind, I had a nice house in the Bay Area. I had awesome roommates. I had a good job I had all of the quote-unquote right things, even though there was no time for me to do this work, what I'm doing right now, creating this podcast, sharing messages with you. And so I, I told God, I was like, all right, well, I'm only going to move down to LA if it's easy and if it's clear, if it makes sense, and within three weeks— I had everything figured out. I was packed up and moving down to L.A. You know, that being said, I I listen, I follow. And time and time again, God shows up and gives clear guidance and instructions, even if it's by force. Even if it does mean losing money, losing vehicles, losing friends, losing a home, losing just about everything. And what I can say is that I'm in far better of a position now than I was at that point in time. But half the time it felt like I was doing something wrong or flying by the seat of my pants or it was completely uncomfortable. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying to scrape by and you know managed to get myself in the position where I am today but it it took everything being taken away from me and everything and more being given back to me in order for me to see oh okay this isn't just a this isn't just some force that's sitting on the outside like this is it it just felt like god I I don't know how else to explain it. I'm going to be talking about this more when I get into attachment because this is already becoming quite a long episode just because this story is, you know, necessary in order to share my experience with you so you understand where I'm coming from. But there are more layers to this. So even after I had built this awareness of God, of there being something more, I went through several years of feeling like, even though I know God is there, I think it's punishing me. I think that God is trying to harm me. And no matter what I do, or how hard I work, or how hard I try, I continue to be punished. I, I no longer feel this way, but it took a lot of work for me to undo that. But again, that that has more to do with attachment and subconscious programming than God itself. So it I I want you to know that it wasn't <laughs> it has not been an easy road. Like my relationship with God has actually been very strenuous and terrifying half of the time. And it's it's about being in that extreme terror in that extreme uncertainty that is where this was able to emerge. And so now I I've been able to repair a lot of that and see far more clearly, but this is this was the path to getting here. Like this is this was quite intense beyond anything I could have ever imagined. And while I do think that we all access God in our own ways, you know, God is literally everywhere. Maybe it's in a spiritual sign that you have chosen and that you decide to keep your eyes peeled for. Maybe it's something that you hear on one of my tarot videos. Maybe God is communicating to you through that. Maybe it's a movie that you're watching or music that you're listening to or a Pinterest quote that you happen to scroll past, whatever the case may be, God is everywhere. I truly do believe that, but not everyone chooses to see God or any type of universe divine source any anything higher than themselves in this lifetime, and that's okay it it's not for everyone, not everyone is on this track. Not everyone is here to do this work and not everyone is here for the same thing that I'm here for. So it's, it's simply a different experience that each soul is having. And that, that is definitely something that I can unpack more later on. But anyway, Let's go ahead and dive into some questions that you guys have had, and I know that I asked you on Instagram what questions you had for me as far as God and some things that you would like to know. So let's go ahead and dive into those. Some of the questions aren't actually going to work in this episode, so I'm going to save those if you're wondering where's my question, why didn't she answer it. It's because I think it'll fit and work better in a different episode. Here's the first question, and I think it's a good one. Was God ever embodied or a person? So my personally even though i i haven't done a lot of digging on this as far as the information that i'm receiving or that i understand about this but what i can tell you is that god knows what this experience is like and i know that god understands the full spectrum of what it's like to be a human on the earth plane and In that regard, I want to say yes in terms of understanding, but embodied in this lifetime, no, not fully because God is technically, (laughs) this is so cheesy, but technically God is fragmented within each of us and collectively that is what God is. So the people who are expressing themselves in the absolute darkest, harshest of ways is a part of God, as well as the people who are expressing the highest versions of themselves. They are also a part of God. So collectively, we're making up God, and that's where we get into duality and all of this other stuff, which I can unpack. Uh, this Again, like, I'm... I'm trying to paint a picture that's quite large. So I hope that makes sense. It's not that God has been embodied as an individual. It's that God is embodied as everyone collectively all at the same time. Okay, here's another question. Do I believe that we all have the same God, but we're just using different names? And this is kind of a yes and no. Kind of like the other question it was a yes and no. Yes, I think that there's a singular, I don't want to say one God, that that doesn't even describe it quite right. There's one universal God, like I I do believe in one universal thing that exists, like a, a universal nature of this human experience, which is technically the God experience, but not everyone experiences the same God. So it's true one way, but it's not true the other way. So what God gives us is universal and is the same. But how we experience being on earth, being embodied, being on this planet is going to be different for each and every one of us. So it's kind of like if you came from a deeply um, like Christian background, your experience of God is going to be way different than mine because I did not grow up with Christian programming in the way that you have grown up with Christian programming. Or if you grew up with any other type of entity or spirit or any anything like that that's worshipped or anything in that capacity, your experience is going to be different. You know, whether or not your God is punishing or loving or has an influence like has a hand in this experience or not is on a case-by-case basis even though I personally think there's only one way that things are going about it your belief is what's going to drive the way that you experience it in this lifetime So yes and no. Yes, it's universal, but no, we don't all experience the same thing. And that's why there's so many different names for it. Okay, do I believe in fate, determinism, or do I believe in free will? And what I would say here is a little bit, (laughs) just like everything else, a little bit of both. I would say that there are many people on the planet who are unconscious, and when it comes to being unconscious, you are in a state of determinism. So I see this as if you're an unconscious, unevolved being, and you're you're just like within your first few lifetimes on earth, then you're going to be operating from a place of programming because the very first experience you have with God is your parents. Because your parents are your ultimate providers. From That's your very first experience. That's where the first impression is made. And so if if you're not here to do certain work and you don't necessarily wake up, then free will becomes less and less apparent, even if you still have it. So that's where it kind of gets complicated. I would say you are, if you're unconscious, you're running through determinism, and and it is more along the lines of something that's very easy to predict and very easy to see. If you're conscious, if you understand that you are a creative being, that you are able to steer this in whichever direction you want, that's where things get a little bit more complicated. So then that's where free will kicks in. So it just depends on the level of consciousness. Like, I understand that, because I'll I'll, I'll get to this later, but I'm quite tired of being on Earth. That's actually a problem that I've had in this lifetime. I'm so worn out. I'm tired of being here. I'm tired of doing this. And so with that comes a great deal of awareness that I really can create anything in the material world. And so because I've already gone through the, the mastery of the material world, it's far much easier for that to mold and for me to experience that free will fully. Whereas other people might not have all of the data and the necessary information in order for them to recognize that entirely. I want to take a second to shift gears And just let you guys know, even though today was quite a bit of God talk across the board, the reason why this is so important to me is just because it all comes back to this. Like, whenever you need something, whenever there's a question of what's really going on here, what can I do next, or I need to manifest something, or I, I need help, or I'm looking for something, it all goes back to what are you creating, what are you calling in, how are you using... God to your advantage, like your, God is a gift, like, (laughs) quite honestly, God can be a real pain in the ass sometimes, and God can certainly have a sense of humor, but God is life, like that's, essentially, this is all us working through different expressions of God. Each one of us is expressing a slightly different, or way different, facet of the same thing. So I I'm I'm absolutely committed to this work and and sharing all of the things that I need to share so that people have an understanding of how to use their God-given gifts, talents, abilities. And that's really important to me is to make that more accessible and clear to you. Okay, my friends. Shall we pick a card? Let's do it. You know, maybe there's a specific question that you have. Maybe this will answer that, but it's just something for you to focus on this week or keep in mind. And we have Ten of Pentacles. What is the long-term, big-picture foundational focus for the time being? What legacy do you want to leave? And I'm recording this right after the Taurus new moon. So it completely makes sense that this is all coming up right now, which really has us focusing on feeling into what roots are we planting? What are we creating for ourselves long term? Think way, way, way out there at what is it that you're after? What is it that you want to express in this lifetime? And then make sure you're going and doing that thing. It's really important For us to express the things that we want. All of your goals, all of your ideas are completely within reach. And it's just a matter of showing that you're serious and taking action so that you can get the support that you need. But remember, if you don't take action on it, it's not going to get built. And for those of you that um, I, I know that I brought up collective prayer in the last episode, so I feel like... I should probably do that now. But one of the things that I just want to, not prayer is in like, okay, everyone close your eyes and cross your arms. You know, it's nothing like that. But for anyone who is in need of healing or if you need um, like physical support with your physical body or earth body. I am in full agreement for you all to get the resources that you need, the motivation to seek out the right practitioners for you to help you with your physical body, anyone who's dealing with any ailments or physical struggles. That is absolutely something that's coming up. If you are Struggling with um, committing to your health in any way or doing things that really nourish you fully and give you energy and are supporting your physical body, I am in full agreement for you to take the plunge and take the risk on any of those resources that you need or any investments that you need to make. I'm in full agreement for those things to be on their way to you right now and for you to get the clarity. And the, the bravery to take good care of yourselves and find the right things that you need and do the healing that you need to do in all ways, shapes, and forms. I am sending you lots and lots and lots of love and support. And until next time, go ahead. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at OnyxHealing. If you are in need of anything, you're welcome to check out my website, OnyxHealing.com, And if this has helped you, or if there are some nuggets in here that you have enjoyed, please share this with your friends. Uh, Take a screenshot, tag me on social media. I would love to hear from you. Uh, Leave me a review if you feel called to. I'm I'm fair game. I want to know what you guys think. What do you want more of? All right, my friends, have a beautiful week, everybody, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.